Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Thank you for downloading today's podcast. We spoke to Mikey. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you blushing? <laughs> I know, I was just saying. So Mikey is a signer who uh, works for uh, Deaf Australia and he's the one that does it also for all the press conferences mm-hmm. next to Anastasia Palaszczuk. No, I was just he's saying. Got, he's the bloke with the man, man bun. bun. Yeah. And I just think he did such a good job. You can check it out on the B105 Instagram uh, page. He signed a song for us yeah. and he's just so animated. I was like, you know what? He'd be an interesting guy to follow on Instagram, right? So mm. I sent him a request and he accepted my request and you're like, oh, yeah. But he hasn't posted anything. <laughs> and I'm like, do I just unfollow now? <laughs> that is always interesting when someone has an Instagram account, but they don't post. No, they, so they're they just... They only follow people. Marty Sheargold did that to me yeah. when I were, like, Facebook. And he goes, I just need to let you know that I will be stalking you now. Mm-hmm. I said, what do you mean? He goes, because I don't post. I just stalk. I just creep See, on here. Facebook, I think you can get away with not posting mm. because people don't generally, like, go to your account... What they'll mm. do is if they pop up in, if someone pops up in a feed, then you'll click on it and follow mm. them. Mm. But Instagram, you always sort of go through and find that person because you know there's always photos and snapshots, mm. whereas Facebook is usually like, I can't even today. But what about those people that like um, have their, this account is private? You're like, screw you, Carol. I just want to see what content you got before I sign up. I know, but then also <laughs> yeah. too, you've got well, to ask, yeah, you've got to ask to be their friend and what if they don't mm. accept oh, you? It's mm. very upsetting. I don't even know how you do that, how you lock it. What do you mean? Oh, you'd, it'd be in the settings, the settings. back end somewhere, mm. go to private. Mm. What um, do? Oh, yours? Mm. Yeah, you just go to private. Right. So private or public, and yours actually states when you have a look at it right. what it is. Yeah. I think you you, and then ticket? you can go business as well. Uh, you can turn it on and off, I think. Mm. Did you get your tick? Remember they were looking in and getting this ticked. Yeah, What's I don't know. What's the obsession with a tick? I don't know. It just People says, I really... think it means that it says who you are. You're so famous that someone could have get, made a fake account and posting Maybe. on your behalf. No, I we... didn't ask for a tick. Either did we. We were, we were just emailed and said, can you give us your something. email address or something? Because yeah. we're, we're trying to get we're you. Meaning you I didn't tick? ask Instagram for a tick and I got a tick. I think you got work, a lot, lot of followers. Work's doing them. No, she had a, she's had a tick for years. Yeah, but I think work did it all because then they said, we've done everyone's ticks. But they didn't do mine. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. But remember that we got an email saying something mm. about we didn't set... We didn't have an, a right enough information or something. Oh, did we? Oh. Yeah, like we looked dodgy, so they wouldn't tick us because <laughs> they, they were like, you guys look dodgy. This is someone pretending to be staff. Yeah. yeah. Why does work want you to have a tick, though? I don't know. I don't that know. That seems like a weird thing, doesn't mm. it? Hey, they're ticked, guys. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Alien invasion. That was close. <laughs> that was close. I guess it just looks more professional. Mm. You know? But it's your Instagram is what I meant, so it doesn't really have anything to do with them. That's a good point. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but you are... I guess you are a business in yourself. So, mm. like, if you post like stuff for clients and things like that, maybe mm. it's better for work to have a t- for yeah. you to have a tick. Do you think they look down on us because we're unticked? Probably. I do. Yeah. It's day. like like when you line up for the airport. You know, like when you go to get on a plane, you see all the people who get to board first because mm. they're gold members. Mm. Maybe they're the tick people. Like they're the mm. tick people. The non-tick people are just like you know you'll get on when we decide to let you on. I uh, compiled all our frequent flyers for um, our family, <coughs> mm. and even like my parents were rolling into mine, so my account, so I would get the you know mm. the ink. I'd be like a gold or anything like that. So I used to always yeah, just go to. I'll walk through, mate. Uh, you're not, so you just stay here. Mm-hmm. So we're on the same ticket. I was like, no, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I can't do, do it, let him... I feel too bad. Yeah. Let him through? Uh, well, you can, but I normally wait back. Mm. I think it's. I, I think you look like a bit of a wanker. 
Yeah, but what's the what's the point like you're of only having rushing all of the... to get on the plane? Yeah, but then you also don't have to fight to put your over. I always love to get on first if you've got overhead. Yes, yeah, I don't. I normally, I mine is normally under my seat, or I check it in, so I don't have it up the top. Yeah. So I'm not really in that rush for that. Because you know, you get on, and then you've got to put your bag like six seats down. Mm. So then you've got that mm. thing where you've got to try and you've climb got to go back, back to get it. To I only ever do overhead because I hate waiting at the end to get there you. Is a, there was a guy that I thought was quite interesting. He never puts his at his seat. So I used to do the weather with him. So as soon as he goes in, he looks up and goes, yep. At so the front of the plane? At the front of the plane. So not the business class, but oh, as soon as you get to clever. it, he goes, as soon as you see space, put it up there. Mm. And then you keep walking so that when you get up to leave, you just grab it before you get out. Yeah, but then those people at the front of the plane have that conversation where they go, is this is this your bag? They're not my bag. Yeah, is that your bag? It. They don't move it, though. See, I think I would. You would? Especially if they're already sitting down. If you see people sitting uh, down and then there's a space, mm. it's like that. A general rule of thumb when travelling is to not touch a bag that you don't know whose it is or who yeah, it belongs to. Not a bad idea. Mm. Especially yeah, flight attendants. True. They're not going to move it. Remember, ask mm. Veronica's. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I had a guy who put his hat, his Akubra, in there once. Mm. His whole hat in there. And... Um, I was like, who's that? He goes, that's mine. I go, do you mind if I put my bag up in there? He goes, no, my hat's in there. There was at no space anywhere else, no space. I said, the only thing is it's a lot easier for you to have your hat on your lap than it is for me to have my bag on my lap. In fact, I'm not allowed to have this bag on my lap. Could you move the, the hat? And he's like, no, mate. My hat's in there. And I was like, okay. And then the flight attendant, I just love, you know, flight attendant, you could tell she'd had a long day. Mm. She just takes the hat out, chucks it at him and puts my bag in there <laughs> and then just walks off. And he just looks at me. I'm like, sorry, man. On me. On me. Wow. Uh, North Queensland flight, of course. Of course. You know. Yeah. Goes without saying. I bet you the guy you're picturing looks like? Bob Catter. Ah. No? I was younger. Yeah, I was younger. Yeah. Young, oh, younger guy. Yeah, I was Actually like a Actually has a, has a, has yeah. a, uh, a station. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, old, old fella. Old fella. Uh, okay, let's get into today's podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. The entire state of New South Wales is right now locked down. Regional areas also under stay-at-home orders amid the growing COVID crisis. Yeah, on the weekend, the borders were slammed shut. Slam shut. They're always slam shut. Well, there's a large numbers in mm. New South Wales. Yeah. Did they make over 400? 415 yesterday, 460 on Saturday, yeah. The borders slam shut in 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. And they've given you all the tough restrictions that will come into place. Yeah. But um, some of the things you don't think about is the actual border. And a lot of people would have been down there, the Tweed and Cool and Gather, and you can actually jump across from side to side. Uh, but one of my mates, Danny Boy, who lives down there, um, he um, his kid's school is actually on the border. Now, this explain this exactly, because this blew me away when you said this this morning. Mm. The border runs through the centre of the school. I don't think exactly the centre. It's not like half, but it's like... Oh, then the, that is how you <laughs> sold it to me. That's half, what I want Well, why don't, we ask, why don't we ask him then? Yeah, okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Dan, morning. Good morning, guys. How right. you going? Good. Let's go through the, the school. Where is... <laughs> what side is on New South Wales and what is on Queensland? Well, it's a New South Wales school. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's a part of the school that is in Queensland. Mm-hmm. So 50% of the staff and students are from Queensland mm-hmm. and they're not allowed over at all. So they set up learning packs and the people from Queensland can pick it up from the gate that's on the Queensland side. <laughs> and then the New South Wales people pick it up from the front of the school and the New South Wales side. 
And so, when so you're saying that it's um, like Sweden, <laughs> it is like Sweden. When when you pick pick up Chloe, um, there's only one street that you're allowed to go down to pick her up because every other street's on Queensland side, right? Oh, it's it's one street on Queensland side. The other three are on New South Wales, but they're all shut. Yeah. So like you can't get there. It's a nightmare. This is what's drop ins- off and pickups. It's horrible. <laughs> what's insane about that area, and because I've lived on on the Gold Coast, and even when we we're on the radio there during daylight savings, whenever we would say what the time was or whatever, you'd always be like, you know, it's twenty one past six. Oh, and an hour later on the tweet, mm. like you'd have to. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Um, but so. What I want to know is, with the actual school, is there, like, grade one and two is in Queensland, and then, like, the tuck shop and the rest of the school are in New South Wales? <laughs> no, like, they, they have the whole school open. Mm, yeah. So it's it's just, like, they just go about the normal day and they run off New South Wales time. Mm. Uh, but okay. Oh, you get an extra hour like, sleeping if you live in Queensland, then. <laughs> Hubby used to always come back later because right. he used to be surfing, and he used to go, sorry, we were surfing in New South Wales, because, you know, when you go out... <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no one can tell the time, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So confusing. What about you, though, Dan? Because you're an essential worker um, and you have to go through the border. Has it been a nightmare lining up, waiting for all the cars to be checked, or is it quite quiet now? It's it's actually been pretty good because I just go through Cooley. Past my daughter's school, pretty much, mm. and Twin Towns. Oh, you know the back roads, so, yeah. Yeah, he's good. Oh, when, yeah. When, when I go down to visit him, he's like, no, don't go that way, go this way, and it's his own. Go Duckett. Yeah, yeah. Duckett Street's usually good. I, I actually drove up to the border but when they shut it first. A customer wanted something but didn't want to line up. I didn't want to line up. <laughs> we just walked up to the cops. I passed all the stuff straight over the border to him <laughs> in front of the cops. Yeah. I just went, uh, good one. And they, they, yeah, they, they were okay with two with... kilograms of cocaine going across that quickly? Or? Well, it was one by the time I'd finished. Right. So. <laughs> just jokes, everyone. Just jokes. He's not that much of an essential work. Just, 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 okay. just jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, is, that, is that not allowed? No, no that's not allowed. No, 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 no but it is really hard. They were just saying like a lot of the teachers that are um, Corumban. Palm Beach mm. State School. Yeah. There's mm. like 28 yep. teachers that yep. can't get over. Yeah. yeah, that's right. They can't, and then all, no one's allowed into the state now, as far as I know. So, mm. Mm. but, but um, yeah, when it when it first shut, like teachers even living on in New South Wales couldn't get to the school because of the traffic mm. that first Friday that they shut the border. Yeah, mm. so yeah teachers and kids couldn't get there. I remember you saying because um, Caddy, your um, partner, was trying to get to school pickup, and it was like. She's going to be at the gate and I can't get there. I'm like waiting an hour to get through the border. It's a nightmare. That's right. She just took her home, yeah. Yeah. Luckily, Kat's working from home. Mm. Now she's got to homeschool Chloe at the same time and make sure my dinner's on the table. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing so well, Dan. It's a tough life. Mm. See, Dan's actually doing this phone call from the Queensland side of of the border. He's he's like, shut the border. I'm I'm just left foot. New South Wales, right foot Queensland, yeah. Yeah. skipping down the border. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can tell that you're Stab's friend. It's very, very obvious. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, mate, yeah. good luck, and good luck to anyone. We know we do have some listeners um, who, who are down that way at the tweet as well. It's going to be really hard for those families and those those workers yeah. as well, having to, having to cross, you know, because it is, although there's it a board yeah. there, it's the one or, big town. Really. Yeah, when you're going through it every day and you don't really think of it like that. And I think all the cases, are, uh, some of them were just at Byron, now it hasn't yeah. made it up to not yet. Really yeah, well, that's see, that's the other thing. Like the border was shut, and then Byron Shire went into lockdown, so we're stuck in the middle of mm. the border and Byron. And mm. yeah, it's pretty difficult for a lot of people at the moment. We're fairly lucky still where we live, so 
no cases or anything like that, so we're, we're doing all right. Yeah. Mm. Good on you, mate. Stay safe. Thanks for calling us this morning. No worries, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Thank Danny you. Boy. There we go. That is Danny Boy, uh, Stav's friend, who lives just on the other side of the uh, Queensland New South Wales border. Mm-hmm. So remember, they're stopping every single car on the border, the coppers have said. So um, just be prepared for a long wait there. Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Things you can say would say in bed. Things you can say in the bedroom and another scenario. Today, it's at a buffet. Hey, what this one looks like, it might be our most popular yet. <laughs> the phones have a lit Buffets are up. Oh. Jazz in Acacia Ridge. What can you say in both scenarios? I'd rather say, like, can I get the full works, please? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. You know, sometimes you've got the option. You can pay extra to get... The full one. You need. You need the full. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that the whole idea of the buffet? Is... No, but some you remember you can only get like the hot stuff if you pay the extra of the buffets. Oh, I don't. Want, I don't want your, mm. your cold bits of meat. I know the continent. The continental. Continental. Mm. I want your. I want your big mm-hmm. hot. That's what I'm saying. It's greasy works. meat. Oh, jazz. <laughs> Slap it on. Danielle in Thornlands. What can you say in the bedroom and at a buffet? Uh, yeah. So, oh, it tastes like strawberry. Mm. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> Let me just pop a cherry in my mouth. <laughs> Tony in Slacks Creek. What can you say in both scenarios? Good. Tony? Uh, my, mine is if you go to the buffet, can I please have a doggy bag? Oh, yes. <laughs> nice pause. Yes, very good. Very good. All right, Julian in Forest Lake. This ain't dirty. It's just your mind that thinks it. What can you say in the bedroom and at a buffet? Uh, do I take my teeth out for this plate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. A good one. Steve in Helensvale. What can you say in the bedroom and at a buffet? Uh, I'm not going to be able to walk out of here. Oh, <laughs> hey. Pace yourself, mate. Pace yourself. You know your stuff, but you still go back for more. Oh, of course. Yeah, I couldn't possibly fit any more in. And next thing you know... Are you going to eat that? <laughs> Melinda in Burkdale. Give me a minute. Just relax. <laughs> what can you say in the bedroom and at a buffet? Load me up. Load yeah, me up, load mate. Up. Load me up. <laughs> uh, all right, Dylan and Logan, what are you saying at a buffet and in the bedroom? You go first, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's very polite, really. Wow. It's... You could also yeah. say, is it your shout, Dad? Because <laughs> I, I, I didn't bring my wallet. I didn't bring my wallet. Uh, <laughs> Dylan and Logan. Oh, no, we've done that one. Sean in Cleveland. What can you say in the bedroom and at a buffet? Hey, hey guys. Uh, can you put your big T-bone on my mashed potato? <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Do you have your love declared somewhere with an ex? Yesterday we took to the kid took the kids to the botanical gardens there at Tawong. Mm-hmm. I had a good old time getting around, had, had a bit of a picnic. It was lovely there. Checked out the Japanese garden. Mm-hmm. Did have the same thought as you were saying this morning to me, Stab. No playground there, which is <laughs> It's the only thing that lets down. Mm, it's supposed to be about the nature and mm. yeah, but you know, there's kids everywhere, and you just—it'd be good at the end of a big walk around there, mm-hmm. just to have a little slippery a little swing. Yeah. Keep walking, we'll get to the playground soon. That's exactly what yeah. we need. And we told Eden there was a playground. There. No, you, no, you just assumed knowing there was. Oh no, so. there wasn't. Right. Yeah, no, no, we knew, we knew there wasn't, so I googled it. Right, uh, <laughs> but just outside the Japanese gardens is all this bamboo. And in it, everyone's scratched, like, their names and their initials. Mm. And there's a lot of, um, like, Abby loves Scotty and people in hearts and things Mm. like that. And I thought, that's a pretty cute thing to do. Like, if you're on a date or something, you know, you're walking around the gardens, it's a bit romantic. 
But then I wanted, like, if they are early relationships, or even marriages, I guess, you're like, mm. we're going to be together forever. Mm. You know, I'm so in love. But then you break up. And I wonder if when you break up with someone, you're like, oh, do I go back to the botanical gardens and scratch that out of the bamboo? Well, at least if it's bamboo, in like six months it'll be so high no one can read it. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. Great point. But, you know, like you go on that trip over overseas and you get yourself the um, the padlock, mm. you know, you've engraved your name on it, Mr. Minute there at Mount Omni <laughs> Shopping Centre, yeah. clip it on, and then forever you know that that's just swinging there on the bridge. Mm. You and Bruce, <laughs> who cheated on you, the jerk. There needs to be some uh, local who their job is just to receive the phone calls. Oh, sorry, so you broke up with Bruce? You want me to remove it for you? Yeah. No worries. Yep, I'll, I'll go and do <laughs> it, because you can't off. really go and fly back overseas. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a tree, there's a new one that's come up around the corner from us, mm. just in um, Karina High and someone's put on the tree. They've scratched in there, uh, Scotty loves Kylie. And my kids are convinced that it's Scotty. And I was like, is it? He's like, yeah. Hey, babe, I'll I don't pr- know if someone came and proposed there. Maybe. Or why it just looks like it's a, it's a new one. I guess it's Scotty, are you sure it's me? Maybe it's your husband proving to his mistress that he really is going to break up with you <laughs> yeah. one day. Yeah. Get in there. But I just, I just wondered when I saw it, like 13, 10, 60... Do you have your love declared somewhere around the world mm. with an X? Mm. Mm. Surely there's got to be. It's got to be on somewhere. Put my initials on the bamboo at the Botanical Gardens. I'm going to need a panda. And... <laughs> <laughs> have you ever done it anywhere? No. Are you never? No. Oh, actually. Because in... you were going to do it with the padlock because you love the padlock ones. I do. I, I think they're really cute when not you see them. To, You're not supposed to, It is vandalism. Well, it's more that the bridge, it, it's happened to the one in Paris, the famous one. It's yeah. happened so much that the bridge can't take the weight because the bridges are, are weight loaded. So do they just cut them down? Yeah, they have to cut them down periodically. The, yeah. the bridge or the padlock? The padlock. <laughs> <laughs> they just built a new bridge. It's too much love. Let's build another bridge. Mm. When we built our house on the Gold Coast, Esther and I wrote, before they sheeted it, we mm. wrote in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, M, M and E in a little love heart. I don't remember. <laughs> well, no, we wrote M because we had Ethan, so we wrote Ethan okay, in there as well. Yeah, I was trying right, to remember. Yeah. He's what's, her, what's her name? My wife. What's her name again? <laughs> All right, Marie and um, Fernie Grove. You've done this, and you've done it twice. Yes. <laughs> oh, hopeless romantic. What can I say? Mm-hmm. Uh, first time was eleven years ago, and uh, the beautiful man who was just new in my world wrote a. Uh, amazing card uh, as I boarded the ship and on the last night I rewrote on said card and put it in a bottle and snuck under the cameras on the on the deck and threw it overboard under mm-hmm. the cloak of darkness mm-hmm. never seen it again mm-hmm. uh, fast forward six years later we were trekking um, through Paris and most romantic gesture he presented a padlock and we proceeded to put it on the bridge and whilst I was on hold I thought about where the third one is, and now I'm just laughing out loud. Um, sitting at a pub in Bali, we came back, my daughter and I, and he'd had little plaques made, and we're on, on the pillar. <laughs> Three times. <laughs> All over the world, your love has been declared. Now, actually, um, our producer, Siobhan, told us this morning, the Paris one you're probably okay with. What's the story with the Paris padlocks? You can sleep easy on this one, Marie. Yeah, so we were told by our Kentucky uh, person guide going into Paris that they actually, when they take the locks down, they melt down the metal and sell it, and often it's bought by bullet companies. Uh, so it's it's not good for you anyway. Bullet to the heart. That yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Marie. <laughs> good on you. Why did you break up in the end? Well, if I only knew. My heart is still broken. Oh, Marie. Oh. 
Apparently, you can die from a broken heart. I didn't know that till recently. Right. But anyway, life oh, goes on. It certainly oh. does. Oh, Marie. Yeah. Oh, have a great day, guys. All yeah, right. well, you yeah, see you. <laughs> I love, love it. Good on you, Marie. Thank you. That's a roller coaster. Damien and Manly West, you've done this as well. Uh, yeah, oh, not exactly that. How are you guys? Good. Good, man. Good. Uh, so I was on a family trip, so me and my fiance and, um, well, wife to be. And then uh, uh, what happened was we went to Macquarie, we engraved our names, it was a beautiful thing. And about 10 years later, Okay, we weren't together anymore. I had a, uh, a new girlfriend, mm-hmm. and um, look, initials were the same. Okay, that wasn't planned, but I went to Port Macquarie, and uh, we were doing a show in Port Macquarie that night, and I took a photo of our initials. I sent it to my new uh, girlfriend. She's like, babe, we've never been to Port Macquarie. Who's that? Oh. It sucked. Oh, my God. It was the longest day of my life, I'll tell you that. Wow. Couldn't you just say you did it? In her honour, she was... <laughs> no, mate, she was right on to it. She's like, really? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like when you're talking about someone, you're like, yeah, remember we went and saw that movie together? And they're like, no. Oh, that man. must have been with your ex. No, it was definitely you because then we... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> remember that we did the thing behind the curtain? Oh, good on you, buddy. Wow. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. My friend and I were talking about this, and it's something that my husband and I have been arguing about for a while. And she Ooh. sent me a, 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 like a Reddit feed, and she's like, here you go. This was your argument. And on it was, how do you do point scoring in relationship? Mm-hmm. There was a one like comment that said, you know, you don't actually do point scoring in relationships. It's all about balance and equal, and everyone wrote, can you Shut please up, get Karen. off <laughs> this feed? That is not for you. But it was all about saying about have free time, because uh-huh. that's the ultimate goal when you've got kids, just you love your kids, but how do you get your free time, whether mm. it's going out with mates or what's the equivalent? And then someone pitched this story, and I was like, hmm, it's interesting. Bunnings. Bunnings is still a free time. It is not. Well, this is. It is and not. And I want to know if you not. have an argument over the scoring system. Maybe you have it. Mm. You can call thirteen ten sixty. If you have it, give us a scenario and we'll see what it's worth. Woolworths is free time. Nah. I, I, actually, I was going to say I actually agree with that because I like doing the shopping. Oh, so no, shut Woolworths is my free Get time. Get off the feed. Get <laughs> off. <laughs> If anyone wants me. Oh. <laughs> Maybe no one else has an argument about this, but I, I always said to my husband, like, you should go away. Like, I want you to go surfing. You should go to surfing. Because I, I love it when he goes surfing because that's like a full day mm. where he gets to go, right? So then I could do something in return. Mm. So I went to the football on Saturday night. I took his mate. Um, thanks to everyone that was like, how's your date going? Because they obviously heard us talking about it. Mm. Like, no, just a friend. Um but I took, like, I went with him, so that's kind of like bonus points, but I also took our son. Mm. So when you're with your child, oh, that yeah. doesn't count. Not free time. Thank you. Not free time. So if he goes to the football this weekend but doesn't take any of the kids, that's free time. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. See, yeah. I consider hanging out with my daughter free time because I enjoy it so much. I'll get off the feed again. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> How do we block him? How do we... <laughs> <laughs> no one believes you, mate. I know you're trying to be a hero on here. <laughs> but did you have a good time on Friday night at the football? Oh, no, see, that, that doesn't come into the scoring system. No, nah, but you'd have a better time if Finn wasn't there. Oh, he's pretty good company. Ah. But no, no, no. It's not about how much fun you have. Ah. It's about, like, it, for example, mm. you used to always say, like, your wife went away on cruises. That was not pretty time. It, Oh, that, so that wasn't free now time. the mics are on. It's not free time, <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, right. No, you're right. Yeah, but there, there was half and half. She did work, but then she'd be on a beach eating lobster, and I'd be like, all right. So was it free time or not? Because it was still technically work then. Because she had fun. You're saying it was yeah. free time. 
Well, that's a tricky one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's free time. Because Esther goes when she was allowed to, but mm. with the borders and that, she would go away for work trips. Mm. And she would, when she wasn't at work during the day, that night, she would be going out to dinner mm. with the girls from her work and stuff. And she'd be like, yeah, but we talked about work. I said, yeah, but when you talk about work, you don't need to drink four bottles of red wine. Mm. So no, that is see, free time. But we did the same when we all went out. Do you remember that? We all went to Melbourne um. and we went out for a big dinner. And then when we got home, our, our partners were like, oh, you have the kids. And we're like, no, we're working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, the rules for her and rules for me are different. <laughs> everyone, everyone knows See, that. I still think Bunnings is free time. No, it's because he it... enjoys going. See, Esther also See, says yeah. in the, but like when we talk budget, she says to me, oh, well, you can't get up me for buying clothes. You spend all this money at Bunnings. Good point. But it's mm-hmm. on the house that we live in. I don't go and buy myself. Clothes live on her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are you doing, honey? <laughs> See, someone someone put up in this feed, and I thought this is interesting. If you don't enjoy it, yeah, right, then yeah. you also get bonus points. So let's just say if you are cleaning the house, mm. you buy yourself. It's not your free time because you're not enjoying it, and mm. there's a level of difficulty, but you're doing it for the other person. Mm-hmm. Well, thirteen ten sixty. You know you've been in this argument before. We want to hear from you this morning, and we want to know what is and isn't free time to you. Then mm. what what do you what do you think is free time for your partner, that they're like, no, 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 no. Because you can always do the classics, like golf, that's that's free time. That's li- unless yeah. you're a golfer. <laughs> yeah, unless, yeah, that's true. I, I had a miserable time because I lost, so it doesn't count. No, but if you're going away like there, like if you're going bike riding with your mates, that's free time. That's free time, yes. Yeah. But how about this one for golf? What if it's like a, a golf day with clients at the radio station and I'm playing golf? No mm. one does that anymore. It's like a classic thing. No, they do. Hi- hypothetical. Yeah, hypothetically. Or if I have to go and play golf with the accountant, we're going to talk about tax and stuff. That's not free time. <laughs> so all you do is invite your accountant golfing. <laughs> <laughs> invite your accountant to Bunnings. That's right. We're going to Kingston Park on Wednesday, and we're doing a team bonding day. Would that be considered free time? Because we're there with all of the work people, and it's a work thing. What do you thing. think? No. Here, and here's why. You're taking off your jumper. What, are you getting a lot of sweaty? <laughs> yeah, I'm freaking out of here. <laughs> because it's compulsory. Yes. Oh, good one. Yes. Yeah. Good one. Yes. Yeah. Anything that's compulsory is not no. fun. I agree. That's a good one. Yeah. Thirteen, okay. ten, sixty. Which um, means Woolworths is out. Well, Bunnings is compulsory. Food's compulsory. That's right. <laughs> Where else am I going to buy those screws from? What's the last thing you bought at Bunnings? Chipboard screws to fix the drawer in the in the kitchen. I was there yesterday. I bought a lampshade. <laughs> his is not compulsory. No, his is not. <laughs> I had a ball. <laughs> Well, next time you're going, yeah. tell me so you can buy something for me okay. so I can use my free time somewhere else. You'll have to describe it really well. Yeah, I know, I will. <laughs> Teresa, uh, you rang through pretty quick on this one. I think you might have been the first caller. <laughs> uh, yeah. What's your story? Well, I think it depends on what the partner's doing. So our son likes to race motocross, and we like to have an adult there in case there's obviously any accidents. Hmm. So most Sundays, my husband's gone with them, and so I'm left with my other children doing all the other jobs, making sure all the washing, ironing, everything, all the house is done, ready for Monday morning. They rock up at 6 o'clock, spend another hour cleaning motorbikes, and I think that needs to be payback because my husband actually likes going to the motorbikes. He likes doing all that stuff. See, I'm with you because I like to take my eldest son to tennis, and the reason I do is because I can sit there and just be on my phone for a, a half an hour. Yeah. 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 No, I agree with that one. 
depends on what the other person is doing. Mm. Yeah. Oh, right. So what you're doing back at home while he's out Versus, doing... Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We've both got the kids, so we shouldn't. it shouldn't be uh, a tip and pat, but his, his job is much easier than my job, running them around and yep. doing everything That's a tough else. One, no, it? I mm-hmm. think I agree with you. What do you what's your... I know where Maddie sits. Why yeah. am I the, the, You're the deciding I'm vote. The I, I do agree that if you're enjoying what you're doing, then it's not work. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But he's the one there who, if there's a broken leg or something, it, it, the day that there might be an accident, does that then get scratched off as not free time? Because he does have to... Well, he, well, that if that was to happen, yes. But I generally get the call and I race out there <laughs> yes, anyway. Yes, you would yeah. still be there. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. we go. Exactly. <laughs> Amy and Acacia Ridge, what's, uh, what's the scoring in your household? Um, my partner thinks me travelling to a different state for university placement is free time because I am away from the classroom and the children. See, it's the whole thing, isn't it? If you're kid-free, it's supposed to be enjoyable no matter what you're doing. Mm. What do you do at night, though, Amy, when you're not at the placement? Um, catch up on sleep. Oh, uh, yes, uh, no. Free time. Free time. Free time. Mine has to be on a like a, a different scale from time to time because sometimes, like, if Kat's going somewhere lovely, like, say she gets a gig at Hamilton Island, then that's free time. But if she's doing oh. Gimpy RSL, then I'll go, oh, that's going to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's all the big stuff. Also, rule. who she's working with, too, I guess. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you're having free time here because you love us so much? Yeah. I, yeah. You know, never worked a day in my life. Uh, Jay, <laughs> <laughs> you're on the air, man. Um, free go- golf and free time. Now, tell us, you obviously have this chat with your wife. Tell us your uh, your story. Yeah, so she, um, once a month, um, says to me that it's free time because I'm going with my father-in-law to go golfing. Mm. Now, I don't enjoy golfing one bit, but it's concert. she says, no, no, you've had your free time this month. So I'm going and doing something with the girls. So you do I'm going with her, my father-in-law. Yeah, you do it because to keep trip. that relationship going with the father-in-law, but you would rather do something else than golf. That's right. That's right. Thinking about it, Jay, do you remember the first time you started going for golf? Was it actually her that booked it in with your dad? Yes, yes. So she, bought, I didn't even know. I didn't <laughs> even know. And then she brought it up to me. So it was one of on a Sunday. I and think... she brought it up to me Saturday morning and said, uh, by the way, you're going with Dad to golf. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, I think we can yeah. all agree that uh, anything with the in-laws is not free time. Unless you like the sport. It's hard because it's golf. I know Scotty mm. hangs out with my brothers mm. and they go surfing and they've gone to the casino and he turns around and goes, that wasn't free time. Mm. Cause that was, I was family hanging out with, time. It was family time. That's <laughs> yeah. what he says. Yeah. <laughs> it was family time. I was hanging out with the brothers. I'm like... I met you through my brothers. You're friends with them before we were together. Family. So really, he's just hanging out with mates. Family time. He's just helping, keeping that, that relationship But if he alive. turned around and said, I don't like them, then I would go, oh, okay. good point. No free time. All right, now, Naomi, you've got a sneaky tip here for everyone. I do. I've got a way that you can earn your free time and get free time at the same time. Okay. You need to do click and collect. Bunnings, Woolworths, they all do it. Do your click and collect and use the time that you should be actually shopping to get a massage or get a facial <laughs> or get your nails done. Cheeky. Or do whatever you want. Done. <sighs> and then you still come back with the points. Yeah, you've got everything and you've earned more free time. It's like bonus time. <laughs> you're a winner. Naomi, wow. you're an yeah. evil genius and I bloody love it. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. I've been doing it for a few years. Wow. That's really good. <laughs> right, your partner's just on the other line there. Hang on one second. We'll conference them in. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I'm Michelle Laurie, the host of Australian True Crime. Find out about some of the biggest investigations that have ever happened in Australia from the homicide detectives and the forensic pathologists who actually carried out the autopsies. There is a lovely book out. Oh, it's probably not lovely, but it's a very... <laughs> Very interesting read. CSI told you lies. It's available now and it's written by the very talented Michelle Laurie. She's on with us. Good morning. Matt, are you tired? You must be very tired. <laughs> That's lovely. Well, you know, it's, I wanted to make it sound... I yeah. didn't want to be like, there's a book out. I wanted to give it a bit of something, you know? Sell it yeah, to you, the people. You chose the wrong something, mate. Yeah. Oh, you know? <laughs> yeah. Michelle... Good on you. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Yes. I love this stuff, and I can never describe to the boys why females yeah. particularly are obsessed with true crime. Have you ever put your finger on it? People keep asking me this question, and I realised yesterday the question should be, why can't men hack it? Oh, good one. Yeah, it's a great one. That is my question. It's like, what is wrong? Why are you so soft? I always Um, say to my wife, she loves true crime because she's trying to figure out the perfect way to kill me and get away with it. (laughs) Yes, I get that. Uh, (laughs) But also part of me thinks from the day we're born, girls are told that we'll probably be victims. You know, Mm. we're constantly told. Don't wear this, don't go there. We're told we're vulnerable in a crowd. We're vulnerable in a deserted place. Mm. We're vulnerable everywhere. Everything we do, whatever we do, it's going to be our fault if something happens to us. So I think that's part of it. I think it's like research, trying to find out how did how did this happen? Did, well, did she make a mistake? Did she miss something? Could, could I have missed that? And of course, no, it's never a victim's fault. There's only ever one person at fault when uh, a crime is committed and that's the person who commits it so i think there's there's that but also for me i'm always interested in the offender as well because oftentimes offenders have been victimized in their lives and nothing's black and white you know and they just they're, they're interesting stories about our culture and our society i think really is what it tends to boil down to now with the um csi told you lies because i've heard this uh in just a general conversation and on the internet as well where they say like people have an over expectation of what they can do or like you go get the DNA test and you get them back an hour later and that's not how it works. You can't even get your COVID test back. Yeah. Dave, you are the first person I've met who has read about this. That's amazing. Have you heard of the CSI effect? Yes. You're the first person. Oh, well, there you go. What what is it? What is it? Stab, tell them what it is. That's amazing. Oh, crap. Um, <laughs> oh, no, okay, okay, I'll do it. That's, that's we, we had a guy who was a crime cleaner, um, crime scene yeah. cleaner, Michelle, and we had a chat right. with him about it, um, and he that's what he did for a living was crime scenes. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, he was yeah. the one that was saying about people's well, unrealistic expectations. And the I bleach. mean, even that, even yeah. that is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it wasn't that long ago that families had to clean up their own crime scenes, by the mm. way, can you believe? That's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. But, like, so... so Forensics is quite a new science and, you know, it's evolving still. And, yeah, you're right. It's a, it's In reality, it's a grey area. There's lots of greys. But in TV, of course, there are no greys. And in TV, they're like, yes, we can tell you exactly what happened and, and we can tell you exactly what time they died and the DNA comes back in an hour and all that stuff. But so what happens is, as Stav knows, that's so exciting, by the way, that you know this. Um, <laughs> that um, what happens is that juries, of course, are made up of people like us, the public. Mm. And we see so many of these shows now and read so many books and stuff. That's what we expect from specialists in, in a courtroom. And when they can't give us that, we 
either think, oh, God, this guy's not very good at his job, or we make up our own minds about evidence. Like, they have juries go back to the jury room and just, like, kick it around themselves. <laughs> the evidence. Wow. Yeah, and make up their own minds. So it's an actual problem in the legal system now. You have lived a very interesting life, and I used to love the stories that you told on radio about your old boss, was it Miss Vic, when you were a receptionist oh, yeah. in a brothel, and you used to tell these stories, and I used to think, well, how interesting. In this, in this book, even, you cover one of the stories about how you ended up meeting one of these ladies that was killed by a serial killer. Did that inspire you to do this? Well, no. I mean, I, you know, I think about her a lot, Nikki, and um, Nikki Patterson was her name, and she was killed by Peter Dupas, who's a serial offender, and he was one of those people who was constantly, I mean, he was offending from the age of 15 against women and um, constantly given the minor sentences, the shortest sentences by male judges, and his offending kept escalating, escalating. He's very dangerous to women in his radius always. Mm. Um, and eventually started murdering women. And so it was always offensive. You know, I always thought about that situation. And yeah, it was just weird that we crossed paths for a couple of hours, a couple of days before she, she was came into your, because your boss used to give like lectures. Um, well, not lectures, but used to help you she out, bring in different specialists. Yeah. And one of them she, was her. Was her. She was a psychotherapist. And Miss Vic used to give us um, staff. Uh, meetings, which we thought was hilarious in a brothel. and uh, But she used to bring in people. She was very good and she wanted to help us like be better with our money and she wanted to take care of us, basically. And so one month it would be a bank manager to tell us how to get bank loans and next month it would be um, a, a health-related person. And so one month it was this beautiful young woman who's a psychotherapist and she was just talking about self-esteem and self-care and all that stuff. And that was Nikki. And Nikki was talking about the fact that she had just set up was in the process of setting up her own practice out of her home. And in fact, the first client that she met was Peter Dupas, the man wow. who, who murdered her. Yeah. Wow. That's that. Yeah. When you've it's had, crook, That mate. is it's crook. insane it's, it's crook. when that you came across that. I'm sure it must have shook you a bit. No, it's horrible. And I obviously never forgot and never and always had a special place in my heart. And then last year for the podcast, Oh, actually, what happened was I spoke about it on the podcast and just sort of mentioned that story. And then I got an email from her sister, Kylie, just the most beautiful email from this lady saying, oh, I love the way you spoke about my sister. And just any time I can hear a new memory about her is so special because it happened, you know, 25 years ago. And then I met Kylie and we've become great friends and so Kylie helped me with the chapter. We also know you, Michelle, from doing breakfast radio right here in Brisbane. Yes, it was over at The Competitor. But is, is radio something that you would go back to after having this huge podcast? No, I loved it when I was doing it. You know, it was um, one of those things. Like, I loved stand-up when I was doing that flat out. I tend to do things, like, really passionately, really flat out and then move on. Uh, I'm not very good at doing like a few things at once, I don't think, maybe. I don't know, but, yeah, no, I loved it at the time and certainly everything I learned in radio, I was really lucky that I worked with great people and I learned a lot and so I've been able to take that into podcasting and now I run a, I have a production company and I make podcasts with and for other people so I can work with younger people, like young comics and stuff and help them, help people who've never worked in radio and I can pass on all those well, again, speaking of staff meetings, like all those things that, you know, I'd sit in air checks, you know, that 
you know, after you after your show uh, and you have to sit with your boss and he tells you all the yeah. things you did wrong mm-hmm. and you argue and you mm-hmm. go, no, I never said that. And then they play it back and you bloody did say it. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. those things. But it's great because now I get to help um, other people and just teach them those little basics. It's great. So, no, I couldn't. I just did someone's maternity leave for three months in Breakfast Radio in Wollongong and it killed me. It yeah. absolutely kills me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, Michelle, I'm, I'm kind of the same. I only do things for a short period of time and then move on as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you, you and I started at the same time, Stav. I don't know how you are still doing it. I think don't take a break, Stav. Whatever you do, do not take a break because once you take a break from breakfast radio and go back, you think, how? How mm. did I do this? This yeah. is crazy. Yeah, I see people um, like a, a former co-host, and you go, "I didn't. You look so good. I didn't realize the effect it's having <laughs> yeah. on me." You know, yeah, it is brutal. It is yeah. brutal. Yeah. Well, oh. I used to see that with Melissa Doyle. Remember, she used to do um, TV, and there was yes. one week where the poor girl was just getting up extra early because they were doing oh. around the two, and she'd get makeup done as all the co-hosts slept in and all this, mm. and then she she got moved on, mm. and she just came <sighs> back a month later, and everyone's like. No offense, did you have work done? She's like, no, I slept. I just slept. Yeah. And yeah. you know, your children, as your children get older, they won't let you go to sleep at night time. It's one thing when they're smaller. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. as they get older, they're like, no, mum, I'm not going to bed at six. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's actually, I'm at that stage. Yeah, yeah, you're there. I'm almost there. Rory's at eight yeah. and I'm at 8.30, but the, the gap is closing. Yeah. Oh, babe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, lovely to talk to you uh, this morning. The book, CSI, Told You Lies, it is available now. Michelle Laurie. Oh, God, I can't wait to get back to the Vegas. Like, we were planning <laughs> planning to do live shows to go with this book, you know. We were uh, fully uh, planning to do uh, a tour, and I was really excited to, because I do um, live shows with the True Crime podcast, yeah. and they're awesome. I'm dying. I've, I've got had shows booked in, in November for the Powerhouse, and obviously they've just been postponed so far, mm. but who knows. Is this your first lockdown? Are you locked down right now? No, no, no. We came out of le- uh, lockdown about a week ago, so we're okay now. You, you do have to be good to yourself because you can drink too much, you can eat too much, you can fight too much, you can... Marriages break up, man. Like you, hmm. you gotta, you got to be really kind to yourself and to your family. It's hard. S- sit down and read a lovely book. Talk to your friends. Talk to people on the phone. Do old school stuff like that. Yeah. You've got to. The homeschooling, um, yeah, it, it suggests, <laughs> they, they have on their sheet, they said, suggestion, two and a half hours a day. I can't tell. I, there was a moment where we as a collective community just said, no more. Yeah. No more homeschooling. They'll catch up. Let's just call yeah. it off. And, you know, Let's just, you know, I know yeah. the gene pool my kids have come from, so there's not that much hope for them anyway. So, you know, I just push them into the areas that I know they should be playing in. They're going to be yeah. a trade. Give them a hammer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, we're always going to need trades, babe. Married to one. Understand. <laughs> so good luck, everyone. Hang in there. Oh, we appreciate that. Um, CSI told you lies. That's the book. Get your hands on it right now. Michelle Laurie, nice to chat. You too, bub. Bye. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Mikey Webb has dispensed crucial information to the deaf community during COVID, during the Townsville floods, bushfires, and... He's won another legion of fans interpreting music and theatre. We all get glued to uh, the press conferences for the number of COVID. Uh, Anastasia Palaszczuk is up there on the screen. But one person that we always um, look at as well is Mikey, Mikey Webb, who is the signer of the press conferences. He joins us now. Morning. 
Good morning. Now, Mikey, we- there are a few of you, but you're the one with the man bun. That's correct. I'm the one with the man bun. We say that just because we, we haven't seen you for a while, so we missed you. Oh, you're going to let me blush. <laughs> <laughs> you have got quite the cult following, you know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm like, I'm just an interpreter, people. No one's special. Well, you are you are an interpreter and you have um, work, been booked through Deaf Services Australia, who you've worked for for some time. You learnt to be a signer because your parents are deaf, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, very strong deaf family, grandparents, great-grandparents, aunties, uncles, cousins, sort of thing. So mm. very lucky to grow up bilingual and have a great, rich language of Auslan and English. So if you don't mind me asking, it's a hereditary thing that there's a lot of deaf people in your family and that there's a disease you didn't manage to get? Or? No, well, we don't know. Um, there's sort of 33 different genes, I think it is, that can affect your hearing and stuff like that. Uh, mum's a rubella baby, dad's cochlear didn't form, so we actually don't know. We're just, you know, well, we'll just go with it. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Now, Sonic's taking you all over the world. Uh, one question, it might sound stupid, but is it it's the same language around the world or are there different variations? It's very, very different. Right. Uh, depends on where you go. The Americans um, do this one-handed stuff that I sit there and just go, whoa, I've got no idea what you guys are doing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's all it's all very different, and that's what makes it so amazing. Um, mm. Just to be able to travel and meet all these people from different countries and just go, whoa, this is so different. In saying that, do we have a real Queensland flavour? Are there certain words that... Like, can you, do you have an accent when yeah, you... Yeah, that's what trying to work sign? out. Like, is there certain things where that's, you know, definitely, like, you go, oh, that's only in Queensland, they say that. Well, there's one in Victoria where they sign hungry, mm. um, and for the rest of Australia, that means sex. <laughs> no, are you serious? <laughs> Same I'm thing. deadly serious. I, 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 would I lie to you? <laughs> I, so you I essentially... want that to be in a press conference so badly right now, Mikey. <laughs> oh, imagine that Stephen Miles walks up and he goes, God, I'm so hungry. Everyone in Melbourne's like, what? <laughs> wow. Oh, that's okay. and so, yeah. The expressions on your face, is that part of the, the language or is that just a symptom of you concentrating? Because I notice sometimes you'll say things with a frown, some things with a smile. That's all. It's all representing the tone of voice. Because obviously deaf people can't hear the tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I'm frowning, that means that they're, they're just being a little bit more stern with mm. their message or if it's a bit more jovial, where you won't necessarily read it on their face, but you can tell by the tone. Yeah. So that's when I come into play. And just to make sure that deaf people are actually getting the same message as everybody else. Now, you also do concerts and things. You may have even worked with my wife because you do stand-up gigs at the Pado Tavern. Um, one thing that I'm amazed that you're doing currently is you're learning the musical Hamilton. Now, Hamilton is like, for those that haven't seen it, it's like a three-hour non-stop rap song. You're going to be exhausted. Yeah, I can't wait. So I've got a colleague of mine, so she's, um, we're sort of splitting the roles up. Mm. So she's Alexander Barrow and I get to be Hamilton. And But I get to do most of the rap songs. So it's been mad fun, busy learning it and stuff like that. But that's to me, it's like the highlight of my career. Wow. I'm done after this one. It's <laughs> so good. What about ACDC? Because I know that you've been on um, stage quite a bit, you know, signing for big bands. Wasn't that amazing? It is, it is so much fun um, just up there with the vibe. We've just found out Ability Fest is going ahead again this year for, for Dylan Alcott. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm super pumped to be going down there. Hopefully they let me into Victoria and then they let me back here. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> but if that does go ahead, it is, it is just so much fun just just getting the vibe and, and finally having deaf people just involved mm. in, in, in a something that they've never had access to before. And that's, that's what gets me going. That's what makes me go, hell yeah, this is a good fun job. I saw, um, must have been over the weekend, it popped up in my feed, and it was the lady in America who does sign language for Cardi B. Yeah. 
on stage. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure you've probably been tagged in a hundred times, but she was doing sign language to um to WAP so this song. Yeah. Which and she mate, she was smashing it. Like it was a really she a lot, was of, re- lot of hungry signing in that one. A lot of hungry. Yeah. There is there is. Oh yeah, well that that's the big hot dog she's eating, I'll tell you what. <laughs> we'll put that up on our Instagram for everyone. Can we? Or is it No well it's she's just singing lyrics, why not? Yeah. And, and 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 that's what it is. There's I've said to a few friends, I'm like, there's, you can't half ass that song. Like, mm. it is so graphic. Mm. But again, it's still just giving that, that it is our language. It's, it's the way it is. And just that song is very, very visual. Mm. Um, so, and, and it's just it. It's still just us. What do you do in the concerts? Because you know the lyrics, but you don't know what the singers are going to say when they're talking to the crowd. So, if someone does a make some. No, effing noise, Brisbane. Like, do you still sign all of that? Hell yeah. That's what I really get into it. That kind of stuff is what I like to do. Yeah, yeah. you wouldn't be doing it justice if you didn't like it. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm just there, basically, to represent what whoever the singer is, whatever they're doing. I'm, I'm just this sort of conduit yeah. to making sure that the deaf people get to have as much fun as everyone else. And I would have thought that you might have learned a lot of um, different swear words if your parents were fighting growing up. I would never swear. What are you trying to insinuate? I can tell you how to drop the F-bomb about 15 different ways in sign language. Well, mate, it's so lovely to talk to you uh, this morning. You have kindly as well done a video for us to put on our socials. So search Stav Abby and Matt on Facebook. Um, we won't say what it is, but you have signed a popular song for us and we want people to go and have a look at it and see if they can write in the comments and guess what the song is that you're signing. Too easy. All right. Doable, for sure. Do you reckon they'll get it easy, or is it a bit of a tough one? Oh, uh, I, 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 yeah. I reckon now uh, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. All right. All right. It's um, hard for him to say. Yeah, well, yeah. for you it's simple, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, Mikey Webb, mate, um, great to talk to you. We really appreciate it, and we'll be seeing you on the rest of the press conferences as they roll thanks. around. Thanks, thanks for the calls, guys. Give a go one. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect. Tell you what, I, found, I sound really old complaining about young people's music. <laughs> Probably they were complaining about the Beatles back in the day, weren't they? Yes, they were. Yes, with their haircuts. <laughs> Even Elvis was too sexy. Yeah, stop was shaking he? your hips. He what were they listening to before that sort of came out? Glenn Miller Band and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Tie a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree. Okay, but this needs to stop, though, because mm. in the car uh, someone can choose, like Spotify, and mm-hmm. if they were going for a bit of a drive, they can choose a little bit of a playlist, and my son was in charge, my nine-year-old son. These are not legitimate songs that you should have on Spotify, but they were, okay? This is his favourite song at the moment. Have a listen. Totinos, Totinos, everybody's talking about Totinos, Totinos, hot pizza rolls. How many people have listened to that song? I don't know, but I dig it. That's all it says the whole time. Everybody's talking about Totinos, Totinos. Hot pizza rolls. <laughs> I mean, you know why I can't go against that song? Because we've smashed a song for about six months that all it says is, let's get down, let's get down to business. That's better than this. Well, this is his other one that he chose. He's such a troll. Wow. And then he goes, this is just going to be four minutes of grown man go saying, you. And then the beat comes in. It's like a song. 
Oh my god, you would like it. <laughs> He's putting <laughs> like, it on I the playlist. Know, thanks. I'm like, it's not a song. He's like, if it's on there and everyone's listened to it, it's, it's a, a song. song. <sighs> Still wearing masks, Brisbane. Mm-hmm. You're doing a great job masking up. Um, hopefully, end of this weekend, they might say no more masks. No, no, they said till Christmas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, come on, mate. They didn't say. Did they say till Christmas? Yeah, they yeah. said probably till Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably. Now, there's a chance. Can, can, uh, no, they said we're still going to keep the mask, but hopefully uh, restrictions will ease uh, after this weekend. Well, yeah, no, the mask needs to stay. Which is not so bad because now whenever I sneeze, mm. there's just always protection there. Mm. So it's just like, I just sneeze. Had, I don't have to bother. You don't have to cover your mouth anymore. It's already covered. Have you ever had a really strong, like, fisherman's friends in it? And you're like, oh, my God, now I'm in the mask. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The air freshening business is doing badly because Wrigley's Extra technically is now an air freshener when you're masking up. But I'm worried that when they do lift the masks, because I'm so used to just sneezing straight into my mask, oh. you don't really, I don't know, cover anymore. Mm. Like, once the mask mandate's done, I'm going to have to retrain myself back to going the elbow. Mm. So, thanks. But no thanks. It's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Took the little girl out to her grandma's on the weekend. We let her pack her own bag. Driving out to Red Bank Plains, about halfway there, she says, "Turn around." I said, "Why? I haven't packed any underwear." I said, "I'm not turning around. <laughs> Just use the one pair that you want. I'm not wearing any. Can you live without them?" No, have to turn around. I'm not I mean, turning you could around. For that moment in time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're quite happy to free ball in the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Had to quickly dive into the target on the way, run into the kids section, and then she started choosing. She's yeah, like, she's still going to choose. I said, no, we're just grabbing a pair because you forgot them, and then we get to the um, the counter. It's like, oh, Dad, they've got poppets. You know those poppety things. We're not getting poppets. We're only here because you forgot your underwear. Suffering the consequences of your actions. Did you get one? No, of course you did not. Liar. <laughs> He's like, this has been the perfect sting. <laughs> so, Rory, thanks for nothing. Brisbane wakes up with Staff Abby and Matt on V105.